Talk Radio. Choked Our Radio broadcasting live from the studios in Linden, New Jersey, broadcasting worldwide, worldwide on Blog Talk Radio. This is Jim Russell, your host, another edition of Choked Our Radio. Did you know, did you know that this is my uh, four-year anniversary this month of Choked Out Radio, which started as a an idea, living the dream now, Four years later, going on strong. It's been it's been a rough 2018 because of work, but I, I'm making it work, keeping myself relevant on social media. Uh, lots to talk about, lots to talk about. I got my guest uh, waiting in a couple of seconds, Joaquin Morales from Battle Club Pro. Of course, Crown Jewel is going to happen, not going to happen. SmackDown 1000 in the books. Um, you have Evolution coming up. You have the Crown Jewel, which I guess is on like Donkey Kong as of now. But without further ado, I have my uh, my guest on, Joaquin Morales. Are you on the air, sir? I am on the air, and uh, it's it's Joaquin Morales. Common misconception. Oh, Joaquin. Sorry, I'm sorry. I had it with the uh, with the with the Spanish accent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Joaquin Morales. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Just happy tomorrow's Friday and, uh, you know, surviving the week, as they say, and, and getting used to this transition of weather, which I'm not happy with here in the Northeast. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of punched us in the in the face today, huh? I uh, know. We skipped we skipped fall. It seems like we're going right into winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we chipped over, fell, <laughs> right into exactly, winter. Exactly, man. Hey. Before I get into the card and, and talk to talk to you about different talent, um, tell tell the audience here, especially who don't know Battle Pro too well, as far as the origin of Battle Pro, how did how did it come about, um, and how did how did how has it gotten to where it's at? Uh, so our founder Carlos Aristi, my business partner, my friend. Um, long story short, he trained. Figured it wasn't for him, decided to go into production, went into production okay. and realized he had a, a fire in him that says he can do it on his own. And, and that's that's where we get to October 1st, 2016, Battle by the Six, first ever show. Um, it's very, very, very short version of it. Um, <laughs> and, you know, he... Uh, we were friends on Facebook for a while. He offered me the position of lead commentary, and I told him I don't want to just be your announcing guy. I'd like to do more. Ended up on his production staff, so we were filming indie shows all across the tri-state. Slowly, he started letting me book matches and talk to talent. Okay. And and okay. he he saw the potential in me when it came to matchmaking and time and the events went forward. I got more and more control of the books. Um, and he had a uh, his second little miracle, a uh, beautiful daughter, uh, and decided that he's going to take a step back yeah. and leave the leave the uh, the ship to be steered by me. <laughs> All right, that's great. That's great. So now, uh, if I was to ask you um, straight up, what makes Battle Club Pro different from some of the other feds? Like, what gives it its edge? You know, you, there's a lot of competition out there. What you know, what makes what makes Battle Club Battle Club Pro stand out? Um, I say, 
our ability to put on matches that fans really want to see, um, especially matches that they didn't realize they really wanted to see until the match gets announced. Um, I guess my relationship with a lot of the wrestlers, uh, a lot of people tell me that, you know, I'm I'm one of their favorite people to work for, and it's super humbling um, because I've not been in the business anywhere near as long as some of my predecessors. Um, right, passion, desire, I, I love this. You know, a lot of people like to hand the work off, and it shows that there's no personal touch. I mean, right. I'm I'm up at 6 a.m. with my partners, and we're setting the ring up. We're setting the audio up. We're doing the whole thing, and, and a lot of people do it. Um, a lot of people do do it, but I, I, I don't know, man. That's a really tough question because I don't want to make it seem as if we're doing anything it's different time, than anyone else. Right, <laughs> right. It's just, it's just. I, I mean, I guess if it's if it's one of those intangible things, it's pro- it's probably just the matchmaking that we do all across all the events. Like, you know, just really in tune of of, of what the fans want or what would be really good for the fans. And once it's announced, right. they, it ends up being what they want. Right, that's fair. I get, that's fair. Fair point. Fair point. Um, you mentioned you're passionate about the business. Um, growing up, were you a WCW guy, a WWF guy? I'm curious, man. Well, who was your favorite growing up, and why? <laughs> um, so, so, so growing up, it was it was clearly the WWF. You know, um, mm-hmm. as I got older, I started appreciating the the ability of guys who worked in WCW and ECW, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, oh, man, the list can go forever. Mike Awesome is uh, one who I was really, really in tune with. I was always a bigger fan of Owen Hart. Um, You know, Shawn Michaels, a lot of people won't admit this, but, like, I I liked Marty Jannetty more than Shawn when they had broken up originally. Um. (laughs) We see how that turned out, but but yeah, exactly. man, just you know, every everyone everyone I feel like everyone starts with uh, the WWF in the age range that I'm I'm at, you know, between the the 25 and 35. It's always the yeah. WWF, the Attitude Era. Um, yep. As I got older, you know, like found some old tapes uh, okay. in my aunt's house, some old AWA. I mean, Legion of Doom stuff. Nick Bockwinkel, okay. you know, the Gagne's, like, and, and just, just trying to see and watch as much as possible different things. A uh, huge, huge, huge fan of, of Macho Man and of course. just, you know, just the little the things that made everyone stand out. So, like, I do my best. There's just way too much negativity in the world. I do my best to find the positive in everything. If I can't find the positive in something – then it's, I, I hate to say it, but it's, it's bad. If I can't find right. any positive in, in, in something, then it's, it, you know, in my opinion, it's just not good. So I, I try to find all the little things that set people apart. And, and you emphasize on that. You focus on that. Of course, of course. Um, so now you mentioned, yeah, I'm like you. I'm almost in the same age range just about. As far as growing up in the WWF in the late 80s, you know, watching the Saturday Night's main event, the whole Hulkamania, you know, the whole Ultimate Warrior, and then, yeah, and then slowly but surely started watching a little WCW, and of course, grew up in the heart um, of the ECW era, going to the old Elf Lodge, not not the new one, the older Elf Lodge, and, and of course, doing that, and, and, and then transitioning once. The um, WCW closed down and ECW closed down. Watching the ruthless aggression era, yeah. So just like you, just growing up uh, throughout the business, and you know, it has its highs and lows. But I think we're in a good place now. I think a lot of people have um, there's a lot of places to work, a lot of people to learn their craft, and I think we're in a in a great period. And a boom or just about boom. What do you what do you thoughts on that? Yeah, no, for sure. Um... It feels as if there was a long time where, like, when the territories died down, you had a bit of the the indie-like spark in the early 2000s. Uh, ROH was in its infancy, so was Evolve. And then just as time goes, you know, it's it's, it's just it's natural progression. You know, as a child, 
you know, you can't you can't judge a child's ability to run when they're an infant because they can barely crawl. Right. So it takes time. Exactly. It takes time. It takes time. And and it's like, look how many independent superstars are, you know, carrying the billion dollar companies, the million dollar companies, yeah. the companies with TV deals. Like, it's yeah. incredible. You know, like I've yeah. said, I've been a proponent for a long time um, that since since Punk left the WWE. AJ Styles, hands down, in my opinion, has been the best wrestler in the world because his ability to adapt wherever he goes, to fit in wherever he he is. Um, a lot of people right. argue Kenny Omega, and that's a that's a beautiful, beautiful uh, oppositional viewpoint. You know, like how can you argue against someone like Kenny Omega? And the same for Seth right. Rollins. But it's just you know like that. Those guys are all guys that made their they really like nailed it down on the indies before becoming, you know, these these once in a lifetime talents on the on the on the major markets. Yep. I agree, man. I agree, especially now um, with the age of online, with the internet, with streaming, uh, social media. You saw an example of three wrestlers, you know, the Young Bucks and and Cody Rhodes, and what they did with the all in. This is just one example one of many examples where how this business has evolved as well. Right. Yeah. We're in an age where everything is easily accessible at the, you know, the touch of your fingers. Um, all this information is right there for you. So it's, it's easy to find something different if you feel like you're tired of what's on TV most of the time. Like there is literally thousands of independent companies and, you know, they're all doing their own thing, their own special way. Um, so it's, it's it's out there. Like, of course, you know, like, I, I wouldn't say we're at the – I'd say we're at the beginning of the boom. Like, I, I think yeah. All In um, was was great for independent wrestling. Okay. Um, Absolutely. And we're, we're, we're hitting, like, we're really hitting, hitting, hitting that stride. Russell Cade, Russell Khan, all these things that really highlight independent wrestling and, and, and it's and – it's, you know, differences and what makes every company special in their own in their own way. Like that's that's amazing. That's incredible. I'm glad to be part of it. I'm glad to help yeah. with the progression of it. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome, man. Agreed. Agreed 100%. Want to transition over? Um, you have a big event in, in less than two days. Trial by, by combat. Um, I'll go. You know, I'm going to go through, throughout the card. At least what I from what I saw online. Uh, I'll open up talking about. This fatal four-way tag match: Joey Ace, Devin Driscoll. Uh, if I mispronounce the name, but I apologize. Driscoll, uh, PB Smooth, Savannah Evans versus Anthony Green, um, uh, Sugar uh, Dunkerson, and and versus Darius Lockhart and Trevor. Uh, hang on, what can you tell me about this fatal four-way? So you know the NBA uh, season just started this past week. The NFL has been in full effect for a little over a month now. And everyone gets like really crazy about the drafts, you know, and, and and rightfully so. You get you know fantasy football, fantasy basketball. Everyone gets crazy about the drafts. Where this person going to play? How effective they're going to be? So I just kind of decided, what if I draft four tag teams because it's a two-year anniversary? So I wanted to emphasize tag team wrestling. So what if I drafted four tag teams from eight singles competitors to try to highlight? what those people do best, but what ultimately would not necessarily be someone who'd be a tag team. So, I mean, you just talk about the sheer size and intimidation factor of PB Smooth standing at 6'9", and Savannah Evans, a female who's um, like 6'2", 6'2 half. So right. they're physically imposing. You know, they're, they, 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 they have a great look, and they're going to be towering over people. And then you have... Joey Ace and Devin Driscoll, who both are just wanting to get it. You know, they're 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 like they're they're on the cusp of being breakout stars. You know, Devin is about to to to, to get into some great things in the South. Uh, and 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 Joey, I've been talking with Joey for a long time. It's been a long time coming that he's going to jump on board for Battle Club, and and he's ready to just chomp at the bit to be, you know, the best Joey Ace that he can be. Um, with with Suge and, and and Retro AG, it's it to me it's just like aesthetically it's 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 perfect. Like both men are all about having a good time, but getting it done in the ring, you know. 
Anthony Green, the retrosexual, and then you got Special Dark, Sugar Dungerton, like Christian Reeves of, of Russell's Laboratory stole my thunder by tweeting it early, but I was going to call him <laughs> retrosexual chocolate <laughs> on commentary. That's good. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's like it's an aesthetic thing. Like they're both party animals, but they can both go. They're both great in ring. They're both former champions. Shook is an overseas champion as we speak. Like, it's it's amazing. And then Trevor Eon and Darius Lockhart, like, those guys, two hard-hitting guys, you know, uh, Lockhart's from the the Carolinas, and originally Eon's from Atlanta, and now he's up in New York. So, like, again, guys that are similar, hard-hitting, they're – like Lockhart's a revolutionary and, and Trevor walks the left hand path. So they're both doing what they want to do in a different way and being a positive outlook on their lifestyles. But it's two completely different forms of uh, of living. So it's like in my mind it it all works. It all kind of they all complement each other and they're all so very different. Love it, love it, love it, love the analogy you know, as far as uh, the fantasy draft, basketball draft, or football draft. So love how you scrambled and, and got these uh, these hit or forward together. Love it. Um, definitely want to transition to the uh, next matchup that I saw. I'm, I'm trying to go in order. Uh, CPA versus Puff. Uh, what could you tell me about this matchup? <laughs> so, you know, CPA has been a fixture <laughs> in Battle Club. Uh, he's, he's fought in the gauntlet a few times, and and – it was a situation where he wanted an opponent that not only would challenge him, but would have him bring something different out. Um, and Puff is, you know, one of those Pepper Parks, Braxton Sutter students who might be all smiles, but that man can go. Um, right. So it's going to be, you know, you don't know if you're going to get a, a comedic match or they're actually going to go in there and give you, you know, a catch as catch can classic. Like, I mean, as funny as both men of both these men can be, they can perform every hold. So it's like, what are we going to see? Um, CPA has deemed this match the dungeon of gloom, which is hysterical. <laughs> and Puff retorted with, no, I'm all about smiles. I'm going to get the job done, but I'm going to give you miles and miles of smiles as I do it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The element of surprise. We don't know. We don't know if we're gonna get a comedy match or, or actually, like you said, actually gonna give us or try to give us some sort of wrestling clinic. So, looking forward right. to that for sure. For sure, exactly. Let me transition over to the next matchup that I have: um, Maria Manic versus Effie. Um, what can you tell me about this matchup, my friend? So you have a man eater in the she monster, Maria Manic, versus Effie, who I've gone on record in saying Effie is everything that every show needs. Wherever it's lacking, he will bring that. He, His promo, he had the word manic eater across his stomach in the likeness of the man eater tattoo of Maria, um, which is hysterical. And and that guy should be up here way more often than he is. I mean, yeah, he's a fixture at Fest Wrestling, the Fest Wrestling champion. He, he's all over the South, but I feel like up North, we be a lot more receptive to who he is. He turns homophobic wrestling fans into, like, basically stalkers. They end up buying front row seats because they need to be near him. Like, that's how good he is. And then, I wow. mean, what can I say about Maria Manic? Maria Manic goes into the ring and tosses people around. doesn't matter if you're smaller than her, bigger than her, you know, more jack, less jack. She's, she's going to throw you. She's going to hurt you. And the crowd is going to go nuts when she does it. So this is a, a battle of two man eaters, um, and I'm, I mean, you know, Maria has been killing it on the hardcore slash deathmatch scene, and Effie's all about getting hardcore. I, I mean, that's a double entendre because we don't know what version of hardcore he's going to be bringing to the table. Exactly. But he's going to bring it. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that for sure. Hey, I definitely know these two really well. Uh, Matt McIntosh, who's he's wrestled all over the place at Homicide. We all know Homicide uh, from Impact, from LAX, and, and you know from from you know he has a long history. He's been around a long time, a veteran. Um, what can you tell me about this matchup? 
um, Matt McIntosh, the apple of Battle Club's eye, the man that pisses apple juice. <laughs> and then you've got, you've got, you've got homicide. I, I mean, what can I say? Uh, the man has represented New York City wrestling better than anyone over the last however many years. You know, like, you think of the gritty, the grind of what it is to grow up in, in the city, you know, to be, to be, you know, associated with Brooklyn, the Bronx, the hood, but at the same time to be mainstream, to have millions of people know who you are, like that's homicide, you know, and, and it's not just a name, you know, like the notorious 187, like that man will murder you, protect yourself. He will end you and he'll do it with a cynical smile on his face. And in your Macintosh, you have a guy who's WrestlePro graduate. He's, you know, he's killing it. Every time he gets in that ring, he just gets better and better and better. And I'm I'm loving how people are opening their eyes to his talents. Uh, unfortunately, he came up short in his match against Jimmy Havoc because of uh, an impromptu entrance of Darius Carter. Um, so he wanted uh, an opponent fitting of someone the likeness of Havoc. Originally, we were going to bring in Mark Haskins. Um, and unfortunately, due to things outside of both our control, he, he was a, unable to make it. So Homicide was just a natural, natural substitute. Homicide is also someone that's on Macintosh's bucket list. I don't know if he's going to regret putting him on his bucket list after this Saturday, <laughs> but, I mean, that match is going to be crazy because – I think we saw a side of Macintosh in Battle Club that we haven't seen. Like he got, he got nuts. You know, he got a little brave. He, you know, he was brazen. Like we didn't know if we could hang with Jimmy Havoc, and people's eyes were opened, and, and Macintosh showed exactly why he's the bad apple. Wow. Yeah. No. I'm really looking forward uh, to you know to this match, Macintosh and Homicide. I'm going to transition. Um, lose a tag match. You have the Federated against the end. What can you tell us about this uh, particular matchup, my friend? The WWN Full Impact Pro Tag Team Champions. The end. These two monsters will be touring Japan shortly after this event. Uh, Paro will be debuting for NWA the, the following day, the, the same event where Nick Aldis and Cody Rhodes will have their rematch from All In. Yep. These two men, especially Mike Paro, have long, they're long overdue for the recognition they're getting now. Um, I, I I stated Paro's like the Hulk, but when he has Bruce Banner's mind functioning, big monstrous man. Um, and one of the things I love uh, this is this is this is a small theme, you know. Um, we're we're anti-discrimination. You know, okay. we are all for prosperity in. In, in in the LGBT community when it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement, like people are important. doesn't matter how you are, who you are, or what you are. If you're a person, you're important. We should all be loving and caring for each other. And, and you know, I'm not trying to pigeonhole Paro to one thing, but it's incredible that that man's journey has led him to these places um, and he's kept it, you know, he, he opened up about it recently, fairly recently in comparison to what his age really is. And, and it, it's unfortunate that it took this long because people weren't receptive. But now that he's out and about with it, like, he's so proud. You know, he tweeted the other day that pride means something different to him. You can't, that you're not necessarily proud of what you happen to be, but you're proud because you've conquered the journey to get where you are, being who you are. And that was just, that was just beautiful. And, and, and the man's getting the recognition he deserves. And and then you got, like, so you have them on one side, and then the other side you have Federated, Mick Drake, the Dagger, Brute Vance Life, the Beast from the North, Northeast. They're going to have Mike Orlando in their corner, and they're going to have Mr. Martinez, their ambassador, in their corner. Federated's been tearing it up in Battle Club. They won the three-way tag match at Bash in the Bronx. They've been dominant everywhere they're going. They could probably leave with, with FIP championships on Saturday. That's crazy. And then you've got four beefy, massive men, four guys that are just going to try to rip each other apart. And, like, I, I keep coming back to this. How often is Brute Vance like and Mick Drake the smaller tag team? Almost never. Right. 
Never. Wow. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Looking forward to that that matchup. I'm going to transition over to the next matchup, uh, Team uh, Tasha Steeles against uh, Team uh, Reichardt. What can you tell me about this this matchup? So, so Dan Reichardt uh, is our new commissioner. He has been scouting talent uh, in Battle Club since March, looking for someone to, as he said, take to Connecticut. Um, he had an open <laughs> invitation match. He had an open invitational gauntlet at Bash in the Bronx. And Tasha Steele, surprising to him, she won. Um, she was in there with some big names. She was in there with Joe Gacy, Ace Austin, Tracer X. CPA was in the match. Trevor Eon was in the match. She was in the match with people that, you know, didn't necessarily think they were going to, you know, she, she was going to be able to beat, and she did win. And he wasn't happy about that, you know, and he told her that he wasn't happy about that, not in that nice way. So she split his uprights and kicked a field goal that would make any Giants-Jets kicker jealous. Like, she kicked him right in the nads, and he <laughs> fell over. So he came to me with a business deal because, as I said, Federated won their match, which eliminated uh, Dave Sturgeo as our commissioner, so the position was open. He offered me a deal that I could not pass up. He also understood that this card was, like, 97% done. Like, I had crafted this entire card. So he asked if he could have one match. I said, sure, what is it? He wanted to challenge Tasha Seals to find someone to have her back because he enlisted Main State Posse to have his back. So you've got the danger kid, Alexander Lee and Aiden Agro, who are infamous in that building for going after whoever opposes them. And Tasha Steele's went and found another Battle Club icon in Davian, New England's new nightmare. She's not America's sweetheart for very good reasons. I mean, I will will say this until the day I die. She had a hole in her head, went back in the ring, not only finished the match, she won the match, got stitched up, came back at the end of the night to sell merch. How badass is that woman? (laughs) Very badass. (laughs) Amazing, amazing. Just amazing. Um, I want to transition over. You, you have a Brody King, I believe, is it a debut? Am I correct? Yes, yes. A lot, of, a lot of debuts on this. Thirty debuts on this card. Good. So Brody King is going to score off against Anthony Bowen. Uh, I've seen Brody King's work. He's, a, you know, he's great, great worker. He was at Starcast, of course, part of All In Weekend, doing autographs out there. But what can you tell me about uh, Brody King or about this matchup in general? So you're going to have the best of the West Coast versus the best of the East Coast. You know, Brody King really, really defines and lives up to that Brody name. Um, The man can do it all at his size, at his weight. It does not matter. He can wrestle. He can fly. He can brawl. Um, He's been killing it on the MLW scene wherever they are. He's just all over the place. And then – You have Anthony Bowens, the man that Battle Club put their first two main events on. Like, he carried the company. He faced Drew McIntyre and Tony Nese, the five-tool player, wrestling's five-tool player. The man can do it all. He's the best trash talker when it comes to in-ring wrestling, and that's that's where it counts the most. If you can get the mind games done in, you know, between the ropes, you can win the match, and that's what he does. He wins. You know, Bowens Bowens can do it all. He's got the look. He's got the ability. And now he's, he's he's repackaged himself. He's realized that since he is wrestling's five tool player, the world needs to see that. And I'm just I'm I'm excited for this because although he's had very solid opponents since facing Drew McIntyre, I feel like he hasn't had a name value that really challenges him. And then don't get me wrong, like Alexander Lee, Fred Yehi, like you know he faced Brute. Like there's been plenty of competition. There hasn't been many main event caliber competition you know, when it comes to competitors, when it comes to Bowens. I mean, I'm, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, but, like, you've got at least five main event level matches on this card alone. Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm looking, yeah, when I did my research, I was like, wow, this is all the same card. <laughs> Easily, you know, any of the matches, any of the matches you could have that I could have picked out right now and talk about could be a main event. Absolutely, my friend. Uh, I'm gonna uh, transition over to the Super Swole Fatal Four Way. Mike Verna, I know a lot about Shane Mercer, AJ Gray, uh, and Steve uh, Ghibli. Uh, what can you tell me about this uh, Fatal Four Way? 
So, um, you know, we're, we're going to have Ariel Monroe, Big Swole of the May Young Classic. She's going to be on the card. So, you know, kind of honoring her, um, we're going to have a super swole four-way. Uh, Jersey Muscle, Steve <laughs> Gibke, the Man of Steel, Mike Verna, the Iron Demon, Shane Mercer, and Rich Homie Juice, A.J. Gray. Like, I mean, those guys are all jacked, and they're all – different types of fighters, you know, like Vern is the clean cut. Like, you know, he is, he is America. He is Brooklyn, you know, the, uh, the Italian American making the dream come true, you know, just the clean cut, the, the, the pretty face, the actor, you know, like, damn, that's the guy that every, every father wants his daughter to marry. And then you've got uh, the iron demon, Shane Mercer, who's, you know, well-versed in, in craziness. He's, he's, all over the Juggalo Championship wrestling scene, you know, I believe he's their champion. So he can get in there and get raw and dirty and nasty with the best of them. Then you got Jersey Muscle, Steve Gibke, just a, a crazy athlete, you know, a striker. He's surprisingly agile for his size, and, and he's super known in Jersey because, I mean, it's in his name, Jersey Muscle. And then A.J. Yep. Gray, man, like, I hate to compare directly – but, I mean, I see him, and it's just like, yeah, he's definitely influenced by the likes of Two Cold Scorpio, someone at that size, at that build, yeah. who can move like a cruiserweight. Like, that man is yeah. big. That man is big, and he moves as if he's 5'2 and 100 pounds. So, like, they're all jacked. They're all super crazy athletes. They can all toss each other around, and they can all win in different ways. No, I'm very looking forward to that match, Super Swole, and, and you're right that they're all swole in their own way, and it's very interesting. It will be very interesting to see that uh, unfold uh, on Saturday. Um, I'm going to transition over to one half of the hit squad, Dan Maff, uh going against Mr. Grimm. What can you tell me about this matchup? <laughs> Bro, this match. I I, uh, I was on Wrestling IQ 101, and the comparison I, I came up with was Everyone's seen that highlight video of Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan where they do the exact same thing, but it's yep. years apart. Yep. These yep. guys, although they have their slight differences, they're so similar. You know, Moss is, is, is fine wine. He has the Benjamin Button disease because as, as time yep. goes on, he's getting younger, which is yep. scary for everyone yep. else who's across the ring from him. But then you have Grimm, who is – so similar, you know, the size, the ability to move, the surprising agility, the timing. You know, when you look at him, when you look at Moff, you're like, I'm not in, in a wrestling match. I'm, I've got to fight for my life. I've yeah, got to yeah, fight yeah. for my life. You know, the hitman for hire, the Bayonne badass. Like, guys, different ethnic that ethnic background looks, look completely different. They have the same similar aura. It's like, damn, I'm in for it. So let's take these two planets and smash them together and see who wins. I keep saying it because I know it's going to happen. They're going to hit each other so hard, they're going to break the sound barrier. <laughs> looking forward to that, man. Looking, very, looking forward to that matchup. Um, you also have uh, the lynch mob against the diamond dogs. What can you tell me about this matchup? This matchup is what I've been calling a sleeper because these two tag teams have the ability to steal any card that they're on. The Lynch Mob is off the charts talented. Joey Lynch was on 205 Live this year. Matt Lynch was on SmackDown this year. They do so well. They're brothers. They know each other inside and out. The King of the Moonsault, Joey Lynch, Matt Lynch, the technician, the guy who can brawl. They complement each other. Again, because they're brothers, there's a different type of relationship. And then on the other side, you have Black Diamond Industries, best. The Merc with the Mane and Luke Langley, the assassin, the professional. Like, these guys are trained by Black Diamond Industries to take people out. And they do it well. And they got that bazooka. And that bazooka is an X Factor. That bazooka, I mean, it's intimidating, you know. The, fa it, the fact that they're great, a great tag team in itself is awesome. Then you look over and you're like, they have a legit weapon there. Like, what the hell's going on? Lynch Mob was supposed to make their debut back in March. Joey was unfortunately injured, so he could not. So I had to make sure I got him on before the year was out. And, and 
this is this one's got all the potential in the world to steal the tonight from from guys like Effie, from guys like Homicide, Macintosh, and Bones. Like this match can steal it, and that's huge to say with the names that are on this card. No, I agree 100%. You have, yeah, like you said, you have McIntosh, Homicide, you have um, Verna. You know, yeah, you're right. Yeah, this goes on and on. And, yeah, it, it does have the potential all over it to, to steal the show, as they say. Um, you you mentioned it earlier, um, the Icons, Icons Championship, Ariel Monroe, um, Harlow O'Hare. What can you tell us about this matchup? I mean, Harlow O'Hare, what, what a 2018. She debuts for us. At Welcome to War in March, uh, she tweeted about it earlier. She took the Mia Yim seminar, and all she's done since then is kill it. She's beaten the likes of Sue Young. She's beaten the likes of Jessica Havoc. Um, she beat Jordan Grace to become the Battle Club Icons champion. She she, she seized the opportunity uh, and won the title back in July, and the crowd went bonkers. The crowd falls in love with her. Is it is it some sort of sorcery? I mean, she is the deity of damnation, but wherever she goes, if the crowd's unfamiliar with it, they'll be quiet at first. But at the end of the match, they'll be cheering for her. I've literally seen it three different times across three different states. It's incredible. I saw it in Jersey, I saw it in New York, and I saw it in Connecticut. People were like, oh, who's this? And then at the end of the night, they're in love, and, they're, and it's just—it's amazing how she's the champion. But now you've got Big Swole, Ariel Monroe, the May Young Two Classic competitor. Like she was super impressive. People, people see her, her physique, and, and she's worked hard to look that good and to to be able to work that well. And and she kind of—they teased this match on Twitter. I saw it. And I'm like, I must have this, and I, I set it up. And it's going to be good because this is Harlow's first defense. You know, some people say, did she get lucky? Some people say, well, no, she seized her opportunity. So now she's going to be tested by someone who wrestled at the biggest stage possible. No, I'm very excited to see this matchup. Uh, you mentioned before, well, you know, Harlow, she took Mia Yim's uh, seminar, and kudos to Mia Yim. She, she just signed her, her deal with uh, NXT, and that show her, show her on Twitter with the, you know, the pictures with the group, so good for her and Jordan Grace earlier from what I saw. Uh, signed a two-year deal with uh, Impact Wrestling, so kudos to you and kudos to them uh, and the hard work those those two women have. Uh, those incredible, have... super incredible. They faced each other for for us back in uh, May. Uh, Mia Yim mm-hmm. faced Jordan Grace, um, and you know, October of a year later, you know, they're they're both signed deals to major companies, yeah. and that's that's yeah. just incredible. I mean, they both deserve it. Uh, I will take zero credit because they have always had the talent. It just took the right eyes to see them. I'm just happy exactly. that I was able to give them a platform to perform on. It it literally touches my heart that someone like Mia Yim has this opportunity because, like I said, she's always had the talent. Now she has the platform to help change the world, not only through wrestling, but all the causes that she fights for. And then Jordan Grace, I mean, Baby Pogs. I mean, yes, it's a it's a pun. It's an acronym. We know what it means. But the fact that she's she's 23, you know, like she's she's super yeah. young, and she's taking the wrestling world by storm because similar to Maria Manic, she's tossing guys around, guys twice her size, guys that intimidate guys twice their size. She's tossing those guys around. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, uh, kudos to those girls, to those women. Um, we have it, Darius Carter. Uh, we I know a lot about uh, Darius Carter. He's done a lot of work locally uh, with some of the other organizations around here. Jimmy Havoc, we all know. Uh, we know him real well. But can you tell us about this man event? Darius has, has deemed this order versus chaos. Um, Havoc lives in destruction while Darius, uh, he bends the rules to his favor but he always lets you know that he knows every single rule. Uh, you know, unfortunately, he cost McIntosh the match against Havoc. Um, and so, he, you know, he's, his position is, well, you know, you claim to be the ace, but you couldn't beat this guy, so I'm going to beat this guy. And, you know, I keep hearing rumblings that he's going to lay some kind of offer or challenge to McIntosh before his match with Havoc. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what that is. 
um, and Havoc, you know, successful in his debut, albeit by some kind of, you know, interference of Darius Carter, although, you know, he'll let everyone know he never laid a finger on anyone. He just happened to take a stroll ringside. Um, yeah, man, this is this is going to be good. And, and, and I had mentioned this earlier, and, and a lot of people, when I say it, they go, wow, that's going to be great. Could you imagine the look on Darius Carter's face if Havoc decides to grab a weapon? Like, Carter's got – he's all about the mannerisms and, and, and keeping himself looking as professional as possible – but we all know how his reactions can be. So if, if Havoc yeah. decides to grab an axe and bring it into the ring, could you just imagine Darius' face? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't. Uh, even looking forward. I'm looking, looking forward to that. Looking forward to that main event. How can uh, for those of you, for those who, who are listening, who um, where is this event taking place? How do you get tickets, et cetera? Uh, the event is taking place at the Knights of Columbus on 106. Bergen Avenue in Richfield Park, New Jersey. It's it's accessible by public transportation. Obviously, you can drive. I think it's like 20 minutes over the GWB if you're in New York. Um, we'll have tickets available at the doors. You know, bring everybody. Bring your entire family. Let's pack that building out with a card this caliber. It, if we should be turning people away. Um, there's a very there's very few front row seats left. Um, I think up until tonight, you can continue to make pre-orders. Uh, just go to battleclubpro.com, click the link, and you'll go from there. Um, I've said it a million times. Battle Club is nothing without the fan support. Battle Club is nothing without the amazing wrestlers who put on an, an incredible show every single time. Um, we are happy and appreciative of all the support, all the effort, all the work that not only the wrestlers put in, but our staff, our cameramen, the people who run music, the people who do all the little things backstage, um, infinitely, infinitely, infinitely appreciative of everyone who makes helps make this show uh, go off without a hitch, and even when there is a hitch, still be as successful as possible. Um, all the podcasts, all the sponsors. I mean, Title Match has been with us pretty much since like I want to say day three, <laughs> but you know, like <laughs> Title Match has been there. The, the High Spots podcast, Jobber Tears. You know, um, our friends over at Yep always help promote us. Always, you know, yeah, True Heel Heat have, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's it's all over. I mean, JM Punk, Josh, the our our artist. You know, Mark Adam Haggerty and B Plus Player Radio. I, I could I could do this forever. You know, Review Fix, my great great friend Patrick Hickey Jr., an author. You know, a professor. He still finds time to help us. You know, be better. He's gotten a, he's gotten us mentioned in places like the New York Times, and 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 we we were in the Daily News uh, via photography. Uh, I mean, it, just just so much support. It's never just the the company's name. It's always the people who are willing to go above and beyond, even when there's not a huge reward. It's just seeing something you believe in and something that needs to be believed in be great because it has all the potential there. So. I will always thank everyone for all the love and support, man, because I, I wish I could do this on my own so that I wouldn't have to burden anyone else, but the fact is it takes a village, and, and I love everyone that helps me with this. Of course, and we're all here to support each other, for sure. How can they How can they follow you guys? Um, what's your Twitter handle? What's your Instagram? It's Instagram and Twitter is xbattleclubpro. Facebook, you just search Battle Club Pro. I'm I'm accessible via the same uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook is Joe Kim Morales. I'm I'm easy to speak to. You know, I, I'm always looking for any feedback, anyone who has ideas, anyone that kind of wants to help out. Like reach out. I I work I work three jobs legit. I work three jobs to support my wrestling habit. Um, so it does take me some time to get to everything, but I do get to everything. Um, you know, I, I don't want to open up the curtain too much, but, you know, I had a conversation with Mick Drake the other day, and, and he yeah. said, dude, it's very obvious you do your homework. And, like, right. I, that means a lot to me because, like, I don't I don't want to just put people together, you know? Like, it, right. it's, to me, it's not conducive to the product. Like, I mean, it, it doesn't really contribute to the product. It's not progressive to just throw people together. Like, yeah, sometimes that works, but, you know, it's better when you see something and you go, you know, that style would really work with this. And the perfect example is the Diamond Dogs and the 13th Floor. Like, I saw them like, you know what, their styles would really work. And then a few months later, I saw Willow Nightingale at Five Burrows Wrestling, 
and I scouted Harlow O'Hara from the South back in November of the year prior. And I'm like, these two would work incredibly well. And we've seen how it's turned out. Uh, Willow's going to be debuting for Shimmer this weekend coming up. She's been all over, and, and we've already spoken about how great everything's gone with Harlow. So, like, that's what I'm about, like, making – Making magic, yeah. like it's 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 yes, it's your job as a wrestler to do what you can with whatever you're given. But I feel like you can do better if someone caters to your strengths, and that's what I try to do right. when I make matches. That's great. That's great. It's great that you see the long term vision or you see the big picture, so to speak. And a lot of not not too many people see that uh, these days. So that's great. Um, all right, man. So it was a pleasure having you in the show. I really appreciate you coming on last minute. I was I hit you up literally last night. Uh, and thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. <laughs> thank right. you, man. Again, like I, 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 I love, I love doing these things. It's always great. You, you, you hit me with a few questions that I was like, oh, I haven't heard this one. I'm thanks. So I'm like, it was, it was, a, it was refreshing, you know. And 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 that's what I like, man. I like talking to, because you know we're all people at the end of the day, and we all have our stresses at work. So like, things like wrestling should be our release. Things like wrestling should be where we go to relax and have fun. And I'm just Absolutely. happy that I can. I can provide a product that people enjoy. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks a lot, man. You have a good night. You too, bro, brother. Thank you. All right, friends. That was Joe Kim Morales from Battle Club Pro. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, had a great conversation uh, about the origin, the history of Battle Club Pro, um, what, what makes them different as far as from other organizations. Then we got into it in depth. Uh, about the card, and at, at the same time, I chimed in here and there as far as history with some of the wrestlers, especially Mia Yim, who recently signed her deal with NXT, and Jordan Grace, who recently signed her deal with Impact Wrestling. Congratulations to those two women. So you have that uh, going on. With the big boys, we just had SmackDown 1000 um, this past Tuesday. Mixed reactions. A lot of people compare it to Raw 25. Other people say it was great. I thought it was a two-hour show. Could have easily been a three-hour show. A lot of people were missing. Of course, you had Brock and, and Rock and a lot of people who made SmackDown what it was in the beginning were not there for obvious reasons. But long story short, I thought they did a decent job with what, what they had. And at, the, and at the same time, those anniversary shows are so hard to book because you have you have to progress storylines at the same time, celebrate the past, worry about the present and obviously worry about the future when it comes to pay-per-views. So those, those are very hard, hard shows to book. And a Raw 25 was even worse because you had two arenas. So you had a, you had to be able to appease or appease or please for that matter, two different arenas. You had the Manhattan center crew and then you had the, the crew at the Barclays center. And, and it kind of reminds me of WrestleMania too, in the sense that you had, um, and now, so you had one section, Chicago, you had the other, and the L.A. Sports Arena or Sports Memorial Coliseum had the other. So similar to that, it's very difficult to, to handle and put together. So um, that that's my two cents of SmackDown. Love the progression of the of the women's title picture. Um, it's going to be great to see AJ versus Daniel Bryan one-on-one once again. They tease us a little bit post-mania. Of course, it's not a first time ever. It is a first time ever at a pay-per-view, per se. So you have that. Uh, Rey Mysterio made his full-time return. He's needed because, of course, WWE has been trying to fill a void since Eddie Euro passed as far as that lead Hispanic guy and just Del Rio did not work out. And, and Rey Mysterio has been in and out the picture. Um, you know, seeing Almas, the jury is still out. I think he has a lot of potential. I don't think he's there yet. So hopefully Rey Mysterio is, is able to open up the Hispanic market when it comes to to pro wrestling and most importantly to the WWE. So we'll see what happens with that. So that's that's my two cents on SmackDown. The only thing I did not like Mysterio and Nakamura, great matchup. It felt kind of rushed towards the end. They brought Undertaker to say three words, rest in peace. Um, I felt WWE could have I don't know extended. SmackDown, even even if it was by 10 or 15 minutes, it was very rushed. Um, there was no interaction with Triple H and Undertaker, e- even though, yeah, you could have e- easily done something, but at the same time, you don't want to take away too much from SmackDown 1000. So I, I did like the main event, the wrestling main event. Um, just didn't like the fact that I, I just felt kind of rushed there. Of course, you have Raw. 
it's it's an interesting time of the year because you have the Evolution thing, the Evolution pay per view uh, a week from Sunday. Then you have the Crown Jewel event. Then you have all the stuff that's going on in media, whether it's going to happen or not. This and that. Um, Saudi Arabia was not mentioned by name at all. Uh, during the show, they just said Crown Jewel is going to happen November second, twelve o'clock, live on the network. Um, not mentioned by name even on their website. So a lot is lingering. Um, or a lot depending on what's going to happen in real life, what, whether they're going to cancel the show altogether or move it to a different location or, or, or figure something out. But it's a business. It's a business, um, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. I believe they're getting paid $60 million somehow to put that show together, and a lot there's a lot at stake financially, which I don't think it'll be canceled at this time. But we'll see what happens. The jury's out. Of course, Impact had their Bound for Glory show, at Melrose Ballroom this past week, uh, this Sunday. And, of course, they had their tapings Monday and Tuesday, I believe. I actually ran into someone, a good, very good friend of mine, a good friend of the business, Eric Jaden, who, who wrestled. Um, well, I maybe I don't want to blow up spot, but, uh, but who, who, you know, I don't know a couple of people who wrestled. And, hey, I'm happy for them. Austin Aries, was it real, not real, no selling the, the – Johnny Nitro's, um, or whatever it is he calls himself now, his finisher. So, I don't know. We'll see a lot a lot going on in the world of pro wrestling. So, that kind of wraps up Choked uh, Out Radio. I had a great guest, um, Joaquin, uh, Joe Kim, excuse me, Morales, and, and Battle Club Pro, and, and did a great job as far as articulating the origin and getting into the card and how long it's been around. And it's a great card great card if you're in the area it's definitely in the new york new jersey area please support um knights of columbus 106 bergen avenue richfield park follow them on ig and and twitter at x battle club pro and if you're looking for tickets uh go to battleclubpro.com all right it's been a pleasure jim russell signing out ladies and gentlemen peace 